Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on, lift your hands. Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. You better get your seatbelts on and you better expect God to move in this house because we'll have nothing but that. Amen. We're going to have the glory of God show up in this sanctuary. And I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you see this morning how you can do your part and make it stronger. Amen. Amen. But um, this morning I was all over the place in the first service. And so it was powerful. You know, uh, with me, you don't know what's going to happen. Just the way God uses me. So um, I sound like I'm in a well a little bit. So Eli, Eli the prophet, you might want to fix that well or whatever. (laughs) So amen. Amen. Don't turn me down too, too much. So pastor's in St. Augustine today. He is celebrating with our regional director. He's a district. And Pastor Hagen, Kenneth Hagen Jr. is there today. And they're dedicating uh, Pastor Earl Gleason's huge, he just bought the huge mall, all of it. God provided the finances. He, he was in a portion of it. So they're celebrating and doing a dedication of that building. And they really, really wanted Pastor Morgan to be there. So I said, all right. <laughs> Amen. But I, you know, I, I have some, some few things on my heart and Colleen, she's just such a blessing. Amen. She just, she just ran hard with me this morning and, and she's getting ready to run hard again. Ephesians two. Uh, I don't know what scripture, but I know what chapter Ephesians two. And I, I just, this is just, uh, I want to read this to you based on this morning. I want you to see God like this. Verse four, but God, who is rich in mercy, four through 10, that's what we're going to do. But God, who is rich in his mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Stop. God, who's rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. You remember blind Bartimaeus when he was on the road and Jesus was walking and he's, he's a beggar. He's a blind beggar. He says, son of David, what did he say? Not heal me. He said, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. That didn't bother Jesus a bit. And the the people told him to shut up and quiet down. Mm -hmm. And he cried all the louder. Son of David, have mercy because healing is a mercy. This is what I'm trying to get you to see the needs in your life right? Every need in your life, when it is met, it's a mercy. It's a mercy. It's a benefit that's given you. Amen. It's a grace. A grace is a benefit of kindness. And so mercy is a healing. It encompasses many things, but it says God who's rich. He's really rich. He's rich in mercy towards you. And when blind Bartimaeus was going down the road, of, of wherever, whatever the name of that street was. He was going down the road and called, son of David, have mercy on me. And he cried all the louder. They said, shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't bother the master. Son of David! Yeah, come on. He would not take no for an answer. Do you let intimidation follow you? When people tell you to be quiet or the devil tells you to shut up, you get in your house, you son of David! Have mercy on me! Have mercy on me! But God who's rich in mercy. Come on, sometimes you need to lift your voice and yes. just say, have mercy on me. Yes. Not, don't just throw that term out. Law, have mercy. Law, have mercy. Don't just throw that term out. I mean, mean it. Yeah. Lord, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy. Son of David, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Son of David, have mercy on me. 
And the master stopped. And all the people, oh, the master's calling you. Oh, now they're all on his side. Whoops. (laughs) They're all on his side. Amen. I don't know. I don't like our weird thing we're doing now with that, but they're on his side. Come on now. The master's calling you. And Jesus said, what do you want? And he's telling you this morning, what do you want? What do you want? Nikki was singing, every want, every need. It's in him. It's right here. It's right here in this corporate sanctuary and in your personal sanctuary. Pray it out. Praise it out. It's in you. You're not reaching up to heaven to get it. It's in you. But you got to pray it out. You got to spend time with God. Amen. And Jesus said, what do you want? He says, so I can see. He might have wanted his mother to get well. He might have wanted his mother to get healed. Jesus is very honorable. He doesn't just assume. Of course, he knew what he wanted, but he asked him, what do you want? And today he's asking you, what do you want? What do you want from me? Reach up and read that verse. But God, who's rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Keep going. Now I'm going to make you move. Even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive. When we were dead, when we were dead, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He did all that. Keep going. That in the ages to come, now, now, and in the ages to come, he might show you, Megan and Chloe and Kelby, I almost called you Caleb, Kelby, the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us. Sometimes you're going through things, you're like, I'm just not getting a breakthrough. I'm just not getting an answer. You need to open this and go, he is showing me. He wants to show me. He wants to show me the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward me. He loves me. He's rich in mercy. It says, we're with the great love with which he loves you. He does not want you to be without. He does not want those needs to go unfulfilled and unmet. Just if you can't get it, read that. His exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness. He's kind to me. He's rich in mercy. Say that. He's rich in mercy toward me. Do you know what grace means? It means a benefit of kindness that you don't deserve. It means to afford you advantages for your success over something else. It means to aid and supply. It's a benefit of kindness just given to you. It's a gift. Everybody say, it's a gift. It is a gift. His grace is a gift. I can't work for it. I can't earn it. It's a gift. His grace and everything that Jesus is and ever was that's in him is a gift given to you. Receive it. Try not to make this so hard. Just let the word do the work. The Lord told my husband, just let the word do the work and then sing. Amen. (laughs) And then sing. We don't know what to do. Just sing and praise and worship God because the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. He's enthroned upon the praises of Israel, Psalm says. Well, what does that mean? That means his manifest glory shows up in your praises. The Lord told me years ago, he said, if you'll start giving me glory out loud in your house, I will fill up the atmosphere of your home and all this stuff will stop. All kinds of bad stuff was, was happening. Stupid stuff, bad stuff, stupid stuff, 
dumb stuff. <laughs> I won't go into it. But it all began to stop as I would just go throughout the house and go, glory to God, glory to God. I don't know what else to do. Glory to God, glory to God. Things would just start lining up. Amen. Amen. It works. It's not, it's not something I am, I'm, I'm just telling you because I wrote some scriptures down. I'm not even going off any notes. I don't have any notes today at all. But I did have a vision in my heart of, of something that was supposed to happen and the way it was supposed to happen. And then I just take them step by step. Come on, lift up your voice and say glory to God. Say glory to God. Now, come on, say glory. Glory to God. Say my eyes are on you. My eyes are on you. They're not on myself. I give you glory. Amen. And I'm going to tell you like I told the first service. We as the church world, of course not y'all because y'all are perfect. Not. But the, the, the church has been cultivated in such a way of a of a celebrity mentality where you come in and you sit and you cross your arms and say, we're going to look at the man or the woman of the hour, the woman of power, the man of power, woman, man of the hour, and see what they got to give today. How many times is Pastor Morgan going to make me laugh? How many times is he going to make me mad? You know, you come in here with a mentality that I'm going to sit and I'm going to see what's going to happen today. It's a celebrity mentality. Watch performance watch performance. That's not what we want. Amen. We're going to come in and teach the word, but we want you to come in and bring your supply. Amen. And it's not just, yes, we leading this church. We're leading this church, but there's people in here that God's anointed that he wants to use. We are a body of Christ. Amen. We're an anointed body of Christ. Amen. Megan's anointed. Pastor Josh, yes. Miss Chloe, you are anointing. You've all received the anointing from the Holy One. Yes. And, and when the supply starts to hit one or starts to shine on one, let them go. Yes. Let them get up. Let them, let them give. Yeah, amen. 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 It's not just about y'all coming in and sitting down and looking at the celebrity up on stage. Amen. Yeah, amen. And that's what's been cultivated in a lot of the church world. But we're going to change that. Amen. We want your supply to come in. And we're not the only ones that are supposed to have a supply. Amen. You're coming in with the supply. Yes, we do. And the service goes the way your supply is filled when it comes in through the door. Yeah. It's not all on us. We're a big part of it. But we can't carry 200 people like fully. So we're waiting for your supply to come in. Amen. So you come in ready. You come in full. You come in glory to God. I'm going to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Amen. All right. I'm going to read you some things from the word. It's going to fire you up. Hope it does. If it doesn't, your wood is wet. Amen. Psalm. Let's go to Psalm 1611 first. And then Miss Colleen will go to Psalm and we're going to go to the 60s. We're going to go back in the 60s. Not the year of the 60s, but the Psalms of the 60s. So let's go to Psalm 1611 first, and we'll start with Psalm 62. Okay, Miss Colleen, you got me, Psalm 1611, and you can go on in a minute. We'll see, maybe not. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. Is God a liar? You got to get in the presence of God. Oh, well, he's in me. Yeah, but you ain't activating him. Don't give me that. He is in you. Oh, I don't have to go to church. I can just stay home in my pajamas and watch online. 
Sometimes you need to, you know, I get it. So we want to make that available. But most of the time you don't. He said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as is the manner of some. He says, and the word together means to gather from all parts and to come in as whole, as one. You can't do that virtually. You ain't watching all the time. You're eating popcorn. You're messing with the kids. You ain't being undistracted. You aren't. I said ain't, so y'all understand me. (laughs) But you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. Is he lying or not? In the manifested presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, he has given stuff out. There are pleasures forevermore. The Lord inhabits. He told me that my manifested presence in glory shows up in your praises. And I want that. He's got things he needs to do in you that I can't do or that we can't do, but he can do it in 10 seconds if you'll just open your heart. In an atmosphere of worship, he can fix you in 10 seconds where it might take us 50 years to fix you by trying to feed you the word. But he wants you to get it now. He wants it as bad as you do. He is rich in mercy. He is rich in mercy towards you. He healed Bartimaeus. He can heal you. Amen. Said whatever you want, according to your faith, be it unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 62. Verse 5. My soul waits silently for God alone. For my expectation is from him. My soul waits silently for God alone. For my expectation is from him. My soul, I'm going to say it this way. Soul, be silent for God. And expect only from him. There are times you need to tell your soul, quiet down. And you pretty much can't do it with Instagram or Facebook in your hand. Because <laughs> you're watching what everybody else's souls are doing. Come on, there's times you just got to lay it down. Go throw it in the other part of the room, you know, house and turn it off. My soul, be silent before God. Tell your soul to shut up and be silent. <laughs> Justin's going to help me preach. For my expectation is from my girlfriend, from my boyfriend, from my spouse, from my mama, from my daddy, from those who give me what I want. For I, my expectation is from you and you alone. Everybody say, soul, Soul. be silent. silent. I expect God. God. Amen. He only is my rock and my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He's my defense. I shall not be shaken, moved. But Hebrews says, I shall not be shaken. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. And so verse 8, trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Trust in him at all times, people. Pour out your heart before him. Our God is a refuge for us. Amen. There was a chance for you to be shaken in 2020. He tried. Satan tried. Said, God's not your defense. Your mask is your defense. Your, your, Your thing shield is your defense. Your staying home is your defense. If you're not careful, you're going to slip right into the ways of what the world says. But you need to go right back to your Bible and go, what is my defense? He said, God's my defense. 
God's my rock. God's my salvation. You can't, what pastor say, you see, you can't fight fear with fear. I'd rather die in the will of God ministering to y'all than at home. We're all going to die someday. Get happy and die here in the middle of the will of God. And you just might get healed. You not, you will get healed. Amen. Because in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of COVID. In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of COVID. In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. Woo! Glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy and healing and prosperity and strength and love and mercy and kindness, loving kindness. God is good. That's what's in the presence of the Lord. And when you bring your supply, it gets multiplied. Right? Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. I'm happy I could go home right now. Trust in him. (laughs) Trust in him at all times. You people pour out your heart before him. Don't pour out your heart to everybody. Pour out your heart to him. God is a refuge for us. Surely men of low degree are a vapor. Men of high degree are a lie. If they're all weighed on the scales, God said, they're all together lighter than vapor. He says, men of low degree are a vapor, and men of high degree are a lie. Everybody up in Washington's a lie. Mm-hmm. Amen. And everybody that's not in Washington that thinks they're of low degree is a vapor. Mm-hmm. And when they're all weighed together on the scales, God said, they are lighter wow. than a vapor. So a lie makes the vapor lighter. Wow. Wow. Come on, think about it. God's into science. Yes. Just look at the science, God said. <laughs> Y'all are lighter than a vapor. And so you're out in the cold weather and you go, ah, and that goes out, you go, boom, and it's gone. That's what God thinks. Amen. And that's what you need to think. Amen. We need to think like God. Amen. Do not trust in oppression nor vainly hope in robbery. It, if riches increase, do not set your heart on them. All right, let's listen to this. Do not trust in oppression. And I'm hot, so I don't know if you got the heat on, you might want to turn it off. Do not trust, and maybe because I'm jumping around. Do not trust in oppression, nor vainly hope in robbery. Well, that's what they were trusting in, that if they could push you down, push you down, keep you in your home, oppress you. That was what they were putting their trust in because they had, they, they had an agenda. Nor vainly hope and robbery. They wanted to rob your life from you. They wanted to rob your economy from you. They wanted to rob your family. What did Mary, Mary Francis say, Dr. Mary Francis say? Um, they, uh, they came to steal your voice. Yeah. Satan came to steal your voice and took your breath. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what, we're the voice. Yeah. You're the voice of God in the earth. Uh, way back somewhere in 2020, I don't know when it was. Might have been April, May. I got a really bad cough. Oh, you had COVID. I don't know. I didn't go tested because I think there's COVID on the swabs. <laughs> so I don't get tested. I don't touch anything. Yeah, I don't do anything like that. But I had, a, I had a really bad cough. And it just, just, just hurt me. It hurt me. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, say to it, I will never cough like this again the rest of my life. And I stood up and I said, I will never cough like this the rest of my life. Within 30 minutes, it was gone. And I've been dealing with it for three days. 
But what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, that they tried to shut you up. They tried to oppress you. And God said, don't do it. He's talking to them. Don't do it. Don't, op- don't trust in your oppression, trying to keep my people down, nor vainly hope and robbery, trying to steal their lives from them. If riches increase, don't set your heart on them. God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. And to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render each one according to his works. Come on, say it with me. Power does not belong to the government. It does not belong to Satan. It belongs to God. It belongs to God. And with it comes mercy. With it comes mercy. What are they after? What is Satan after? Power. To rule the world. I want to rule the world. Come on, it's in every cartoon. It's in every, it's the underlying theme in every TV show. Fight them up, you know, smash them up. Somebody wants to rule the world. (laughs) I mean, that's what it's. And God said, I'm the one that has power. And you're God's son and daughter. God has spoken once, twice. I've heard this power belongs to God. Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy. Amen. Psalm 63. Oh God, you're my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there's no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Come on, say it. I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. We are going to see the power and the glory of God in this sanctuary in ways that we haven't seen it. And I've seen it in a lot of different ways, and we're going to see it more. But we need to want it. We need to want it, and we need to be looking for it. Well, how, how do I do that? By the supply that you bring in. Come on. Let's talk about your supply. Yeah, come on, come on. You have a supply. Yes, yeah. And if you're not filled up, it's going to be hard to get you cranked up. If you've been living and walking in the, in the flesh and carn, carnality all week and you haven't spent any time with the Lord, uh-huh. walking in these doors yeah. for a little fix, uh-huh. you may not get it because yeah. you're bringing a supply too. Yeah. I mean, we're bringing a supply too, but we're going to have a greater supply if you up your supply. And why is it that you don't have that supply? Because low-grade fellowship produces low-grade faith and low-grade hearing and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, thus producing a less-than-favorable outcome for your life. I'll say it again. Low-grade fellowship produces low-grade faith and low-grade hearing and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, thus producing a less-than-favorable outcome overall for your life. If you don't spend time with the Lord, you don't have nothing. You have nothing in the game. You've got no skin in the game. And He loves you, but you've limited Him. This is not a works mentality. I mean, he loves you and he misses you. He wants you to spend time with him, even undistracted time. You can pray in tongues on your way to work. That's great. I do all the time. That's fine. 
I'm not saying don't do that, but there needs to be some undistracted times in your week where you go, everybody be quiet. I'm going to the other room. Do not bother me for about 40 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour. Amen. Amen. So we want high grade fellowship walking in this room because high grade fellowship is expectant for the glory of God in this sanctuary. Pray and say, God, what supply do I bring? There's a supply on Megan. There's a supply on Debbie Martin. There's a supply on Barbara. There's a supply on Justin. There's a supply on people in the band, on Chloe, on, on the groaners. Ha ha, said it right. And so here's the thing. You got to be looking for that. You got to get your fellowship up with the Lord. We, we want a mighty move of God in here. He wants to do so much. And we will have it. We'll have it in Jesus' name. I have long, David said, to see your power and your glory in the sanctuary. In the sanctuary. In the corporate assembly is what I'm talking about. Because, listen, listen, you got God in you and you can have a Holy Ghost fit at home. You can do that and you can worship God. But when you bring your dynamo with this dynamo and that dynamo and that dynamo, there's an explosion that can and will happen. One stick of dynamite ain't nothing to 200 or 300 sticks of dynamite. Amen? Amen. So let's blow it up. Let's blow it up. And let's be led by God. And when I say let's worship God, let's worship God. Because if that's all we got to today, that was the best. Because there is worship in, in the word in worship. And so don't come in here with a mentality. I wonder how many times pastor's going to make me laugh today. I wonder how many times he's going to make me sad today. <laughs> you know, um, or I wonder how pastor Lisa's going to do. It'll be fun to watch her. No, get all that out of your mind. I'm not a celebrity. Don't want to be. I don't want that pressure and I don't want that pedestal. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow the parts of Christ that you see in me. If I say or do something that ain't Christ, then don't follow it. It's just easy as that. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory, verse 2. And so you ask me why. Why do we need to open our mouth and praise him? I just don't understand that. I'm an introvert type of person. I'm kind of shy. You're not shy. You're proud. Hey, I'm talking from experience. I'm talking from experience. And I got called on the carpet in front of 150 people about my little quiet and not to be proud of that I'm quiet and I don't run my mouth all the time. It's good to be quiet. Proverbs says to be quiet and, and all that good stuff. But I had become proud of the fact that everybody else is making a fool of themselves and I'm not. Yeah. You know, and it really did happen. It's just one of those interior things. But when God calls you out, yeah. you know, minister comes into the church and he wasn't mean or anything. He just said, you think that's something to be proud of, but it's not. He says, I've called you to lift your voice. Yeah for me. So he was very nice about it. I'm just, I'm, I'm running myself over the coals, you know, but being shy is not from God. You need to be quiet when you need to be quiet. You need to be loud when you need to be loud, but you also, whether you're loud or quiet or whatever personality you are, you need to lift your voice and praise the one who made you and you will see the glory of God in your life. Amen. All right, we're going to hammer on that in a minute. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Why do we praise him? Because his loving kindness is better than your life. Amen. Amen. That's why. That's Not why. because he's egocentrical. 
Not because he, he has an ego problem. I just need your praises. And then once I get enough, I can probably move on you. That's not what God is. He's just like, he's like, lift your voice and praise me because he knows that if he can get your eyes on him long enough, your faith will rise. Your faith will rise and go say, God, you're God and I'm not. God, you're God and I'm not. God, you're God and you got this and I'm not. And I pour out my heart to you and I trust you and my expectation is from you and from you alone. Amen. Amen. Why? Is that funny to you? Why is it if it is? It's good. It shouldn't be. Come on. Yeah, that's good. It shouldn't be. And I'll explain to you, hopefully later, of why it shouldn't be. But I'll keep going. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus, I'll bless you while I live. I'll lift up my hands in your name. Well, this is a Pentecostal practice. You guys at this church, you lift up your hands and you got a loud. That's what Pentecostals do. David was not a Pentecostal. Come on, come on, come on. David was a king. He was a shepherd boy first. He said, while I live, I'll lift up my hands in your name. This is a Baptist practice and a Catholic practice if you're born again and a Methodist and a Lutheran and a Episcopal and whatever else is out there. Amen. So, he said, I'll lift up. If you're a Baptist, you come from Baptist. I'm a little shy. I'm reserved. Well, get over it Amen. and do what Jesus said. Amen. Do what David said. I'll lift up my hands Amen. and I'll praise you. Amen. 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 Well, what about what my neighbor thinks? Well, what about your neighbor? Your neighbor didn't die for you and shed his blood for you. Yes. Ain't getting you to heaven. He might drag you to hell. Come on. You better stop caring about what people think. Amen. You better start caring about what the God of the universe thinks because he loves you. And he wants you to stand up for him. He's defending you, but he wants you to stand up for him. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you for my father in heaven. You better not be ashamed of the blood. Nothing but the blood. It's nothing but the blood. I'm not ashamed of the blood. Come on, say it. I'm not ashamed of the blood. Come on, you quiet people. Say it. I'm not ashamed of the blood. I'm not ashamed of the blood. Come on. I'm not ashamed of the blood. I'm not ashamed of the blood. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of the blood. I'm not ashamed of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of the blood. Woo! I'm not ashamed of the blood. Woo! Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I had to get these quiet people out of their seat. Amen. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. My mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. My mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Not sorrowful lips. Oh, God. Oh, God, I praise you, but thank you for helping. No, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, here we go. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches because you've been my help. Well, what are you meditating on in the night watches and what are you doing on your bed? Are you thinking about everything you didn't do today and what you got to do tomorrow? Or are you meditating on him in the night watches? Are you remembering Jesus on your bed? You need to. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's problems will take care of himself. There's enough problems for tomorrow that they'll deal with themselves. 
He said, meditate on me in the night watches. Remember me on your bed because I've been your help. Why? Because I've been your help. Not because it's, it's the way we do things. It's because God said, I've been your help. And if you want me to help you tomorrow, you better remember me tonight. Therefore, in the shadow, why do we rejoice? Because he's been our help. He said, therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. Why? Because he's been our help. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. Amen. Amen. All right. So let me see what else I want. Psalm 65. Here we go. Verse 3. I love this. As for our transgressions, you will provide atonement for them. We're going to take communion in a few minutes. So Bobby, if you need to pour grape juice or whatever, sparkling wine or whatever we do back there. I don't know. Non-alcoholic wine. (laughs) As for our transgressions, you will provide atonement for them. Verse four, blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts. Well, maybe he hasn't chosen me to approach him. Well, if you, if you think that, then you don't know your Bible. You haven't read the new Testament. He said, let us come boldly. He has caused you to approach him. That's what Jesus did when he gave his life for you. When he died, you died. He took your place. He didn't do this for him. He was spotless. He did it for you. You went to hell. He paid your price. And so he said, let us come therefore boldly, boldly unto the throne of grace that we may find grace and mercy to help in a time of need. His grace is there for you and his mercy is there for you to help you in a time of need. Never think God doesn't care. Never think, because he does. He really does care. And when you don't know what else to do, just sing and just praise him. Amen. Well, I don't know the formula for faith. Well, it's not a formula. But where you could start is to start worshiping and praising him. Because praise and lifting your mouth and opening your mouth is the highest form of faith. Because it's saying, you're God and I trust you. Yeah. That's all it's saying. Amen. And if you can't get that, come see me after service. We'll go work on our A, B, and C's together or something. It's just that simple. Yeah. It's just that simple. But it takes a humble man or woman to do that. Yeah. Now, here's another reason that you don't come in here and you have your arms crossed during worship. And you just stand there and look at me with teeth in your mouth. That's what Mark Hankins says. I'm like, well, I hope they're looking at you with teeth in the mouth. We want to look at me with no teeth in the mouth. I never got that. I'm like, you want us to have teeth in our mouth, right? (laughs) I'm sure he'd have something to say about that right now. But another reason you come in and we start worshiping God, that if you'll start lifting your heart and worshiping, he starts speaking to you. Because he hasn't seen you in a while. And he's got some things to say to you. And too many times those things are uncomfortable. Like I wanted to talk to you about this. You're like, oh, Lord, I don't want to worship this morning because I know he's going to talk to me. Well, you know what? It's easy. Just get it right. But it takes a humble person to do that. They'll start talking to you about the person you spoke sharply to. Friend, a family member, a spouse, whatever. If that person's not there, usually it's interrelational. If that person's not there, just say, God, I'll deal with that right now. I deal with that. I will deal with that. I will tell them when I get home. If they're right beside you, Lock arms with him. Say, I love you, honey. I'm sorry. We'll talk about it later. And just get it right. Amen. 
Just get it right and then get, get all cleaned up and get right there in the presence of God. Say, I'll, I'll make that adjustment right now. If you've got unforgiveness in your heart, you, you, you pour out your heart before the Lord and say, Lord, it hurts. Lord, it hurts. It really hurts. But I forgive them by faith. Please help me with the hurt. Please help me with the pain. And then go on and worship God and trust him. Amen. That's how you enter into worship. You clean your heart. Amen. All right. And then you go. Blessed is the man. Verse four. You choose and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts. We shall say this. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house and of your holy temple. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house and of your holy temple. We should walk away from here satisfied with the goodness of his house and his holy temple. When we come together, we all have something. A psalm, a hymn, a song. We have something. And God has something he wants to do with us and on us. And when you bring that supply together, the glory of God falls. But you got to lift your voice. Amen. So let's go to chapter 66. Make a joyful shout to God, all the earth. Uh, Woo! Now, I'm a quiet person, but if it tells me to shout to God, I will. I may not shout at the football game because I'm a quiet person. Sometimes I do. If my husband's shouting, I I have to shout because it hurts my ears. (laughs) But it says make a joyful shout to God. How come we don't look at that like we look at thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not cheat, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not have adultery. If, if David is saying this through the Holy Spirit is guiding him to write this, make a joyful shout. Why aren't you making a joyful shout to God? Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. This is not a Pentecostal practice. This is the David and the Psalms practice. Amen. Sing out the honor of his name. Yes. Sing out. How do you do that? I got a song in my heart. Yes. Well, get it out. Get it out. Sing out the honor of his name. Amen. Yes. Well, I can't sing. He didn't say whether you could sing or not. He just said, sing it out. Amen. <laughs> Make his praise glorious and say to God, how awesome are your works. Yes. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in his doing toward the sons of men. Come and see the work. Can you say that? Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in his doing towards me. He is awesome in his doing towards me. You ought to be able to look at your neighbor and your family and go, come, come to the sanctuary. Come and see the works of God. He's awesome in his doing towards us. He's awesome in his doing toward me. Why, it don't look like he's being very awesome in my life right now. Well, then that's a lie. You say, you're awesome in your doing towards me. Put your faith on it. Believe his word. You're the believer. He's the performer. You're not trying to make it come to pass. But say what God said. He loves it when you bring his word to him. Amen. Sing out the honor of his name. Okay, he is awesome in his doing 
towards me. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the river on foot. There we will rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. Okay, verse eight. Oh, bless our God, you peoples. And make the voice of his praise to be heard. If he can't hear you, there's nothing to give him. Well, I was thinking some good praise thoughts in my mind. He didn't say think good praise thoughts in your mind. He said make the voice of his praise to be heard. That means we got to hear. Say praise the Lord. Say praise the Lord. Say praise the Lord. Say glory to God. Amen. Make the voice of his praise to be heard. Who keeps our soul among the living. He does not allow our feet to be moved. Say that. God, you keep my soul among the living. And you do not allow my feet to be moved. Amen. That's what we say when we're not feeling good. Things aren't going right. We say, you keep our soul among the living and you don't allow my feet to be moved. Glory to God. All right, let's go on. He said, you, O God, have tested us. You've refined us as silver's refined. There is a refining sometimes. You've brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. He didn't do it, but he permitted it. There's things that he has to have his hands off of. The Old Testament says you have allowed this. You've caused men to write over. That's because they were rebellious. Every time bad things happened to the Israelites is because they said no to God. That's the only time. Not because they didn't know. It's because they said no. Not because they didn't K-N-O-W, but it's because they said N-O. N-O. Not doing it. But then, verse 12, 13, or wherever, 13, you have brought us out to rich fulfillment. Verse 16, Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will declare, that's you opening your mouth, I will declare what he has done for my soul. Is there anybody here that could declare what he has done for you? Come and hear. Come and hear. H-E-A-R. Come and hear, and I will declare for you what he has done for my soul. Amen. I cried to him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. I cried out loud to him with my mouth, and he was extolled by my tongue. You need to get your tongue moving. Amen. That's true. Well, I'm shy and I'm quiet. We'll get over it. Amen. Be shy and quiet when you need to be, or be quiet when you need to be, and then be loud when you need to be. But when it's time to honor the Lord, that tongue needs to be moving. It needs to be moving. Amen. Amen. Now here's one of my favorites. You ready? Psalm 67. I told you we're in the 60s. God be merciful to us and bless us. Cause his face to shine upon us. Why? Why should he be merciful to us and bless us? Cause his face to shine upon us. That your way may be known on earth. And your salvation among all the nations. Why should he be merciful to you and cause his face to shine on you? Verse 2, that your way may be known on the earth, your salvation among all the nations. All right, listen to what comes next. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad. Let word of life be glad and sing 
for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you. Listen, when God keeps repeating himself, he really wants you to get it. How many times do we have to read this? He said, let the people, let the people praise you. When they're telling you what, what, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm really not. I'm really not. But what does a mask do? This shuts me around. This shuts your voice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Come on. That was all planned. Yeah. That was all planned to shut your mouth, to shut your voice, subdue under us. Let us prosper in our oppression on the people. Let us pull you down. Let us rob your life and your income and your economy. God said, don't do it. He said, let me tell you one thing, buckos. Power belongs to me. Amen. Don't let them take your voice. Amen. All right. So here's my favorite part. I haven't got to it yet. Oh, bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, who keeps our soul among the living. Nope. Sorry. I'm in the wrong one. Psalm 67, verse 5. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. Now let's stop. Let the people's praise you came first, and then the earth came second. Let the people's praise you, O God. Let all the people's praise you. Then he said it again. Hello. Let the people's praise you, O God. Then the earth shall yield her increase to you. You are made from the dust of the earth. Your body is made from the dust of the earth, and it's going back there because you're going to get a new one. Say praise the Lord. But you need, in this time and in this lifetime, you need the earth to yield its increase to you. You need this body of earth to yield its increase to you. You need it to be alive. You need it to be energized. You need it to be strong for the call that God has called you to, whatever he's called you to do. He's called you, uh, 1 Peter 3 says he's called you to be a blessing. Say, I'm called to be a blessing. Well, I don't know what I'm called to do. Well, number one, 1 Peter 3 says you're called to be a blessing. And when you praise him, like I just read in Psalm, whatever, 67, it says, praise the Lord. Let the peoples praise. Then the earth shall yield her increase financially, materially, your body. Your body is made of earth. And when you praise him, listen, God can do in you in 10 seconds during praise and worship, if you'll just lift your voice and extol him, then we could do for you in 52 years, feeding you the word, spoon feeding you the word. Let God show up in the midst of the congregation. Come in here ready to worship. Come in here prayed up. Come in here ready to give your supply in the spirit. And this place will explode in ways that you've never known that it could explode. God wants to heal. He wants to do miracles. He wants to do signs and wonders. He wants you to get your supply and all the things you need here. This is where he, number one, wants you to get it. I didn't say that doctors couldn't help. They can help. They have helped. Sometimes they haven't helped. They've made the problem worse. But God never messes up a surgery. God never messes up a healing. God never messes up a fix. Never. 
And this is his number one place. This seat that you're sitting in is the best seat for you to ever sit in, in your life. The seats of the sanctuary. There's a lot of seats out there. There's seats in the Senate. There's seats in the house. There's seats on the bus. There's seats in a psychiatrist's office. But the seats in the sanctuary is where the healing waters, the balm of Gilead will flow. And if we don't honor these seats, I'm not talking about the physical gray seats. I'm saying the seats that when we open these doors, these are the seats of blessing. These are the seats of honor. These are where God says, my touch is on these seats. You don't want to sit in a psychiatrist's seat because you don't know whether he may be crazier than you. He may be full of the devil. You don't want to put such high honor on the doctor's seat in the doctor's office. You can take what he says and then you can go back to your Bible and go, what do you think, God? But these are the seats of high honor. And people dishonor these seats. I don't have to come. I mean, I can just lay in my... Your bed is not a seat. I'll catch it later. No. Sometimes people have to. But I'm just saying for the people that don't. These are honored seats. And they're not as full as they should be. These are the best seats in the house of God. These are the best seats in the universe. These seats bring healing to you. These seats bring honor to you. These seats bring prosperity to you. Don't miss if you can help it. Don't miss. When we have special services like coming up this next week, don't miss a single service. Because in these seats, there's blessings waiting on you. In this corporate anointing that the Hankins are going to bring in. They're going to bring their supply and we're going to mix with them. And we're going to be full of honor and healing as we come. And joy as we come into the most honored seats in the universe. Even the White House seat is not the most honored seat. It's the church house. And you need to look at it that way and help people understand these are the most honored seats in all the land for you to be on them. And they're free. But they will cost you something. And that's a sacrifice of your flesh. And time and energy. Amen. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield or increase. God our own God shall bless us. He shall bless us. God shall bless us in all the ends of the earth. Verse 3, Psalm 68. Let the righteous be glad. Let the righteous be glad. Let's go to verse 1. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let those who hate him flee before him. Any enemy of God needs to be scattered. Do not put up with anything that's from the enemy in your life. Anything that causes hurt, pain, oppression, depression, recession, get rid of it. Because God is not honored by it being there. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so you drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, let the wicked perish in the presence of God. Come on, the presence of God is in you. Know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he dwells in you. You are bought with a price. You are not your own. Your body's not your own. 
Your body, I'm talking about your physical body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Is he dwelling in purity or is he dwelling in impurity? This is not a virtual ethereal thing that I'm saying. He said, no, you're not. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your, your body was bought with a price, not just your spirit. You don't get to live any way you want to in your body and say, oh, I'm going to heaven. You may not be. We don't believe in eternal security here. We believe in an eternal God. And as long as your faith is in him, when you die, you're going. But you can deny the faith and you can depart from the faith. If you keep following Satan's paths and you can be a born again Christian at the time. God said, don't give up on the faith. You can give up on the faith. Don't give up on the faith. God loves you. Make it all the way through. Amen. I don't know why I said that. It's for somebody, maybe. I don't know. But let the righteous be glad. Verse 3, Psalm 68. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Amen. Let them rejoice before God. Sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. A father of the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy habitation. A father of the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy habitation. God sets the solitary in families, and he brings out those who are bound into prosperity. But the rebellious ones dwell in a dry land. If you're rebellious, just stop. Say, Lord, no more. I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to go where you say go. I'm going to do what you say do. Blessed be the Lord, verse 19, who daily, say daily, loads us with benefits. The God of our salvation. Our God is the God of salvation. And to God the Lord belong escapes from death. Say that. To God alone belong escapes from death. Say, my God provides escapes from death for me. Because that's who it belongs to. Say, he's my God. He's my healer. He's my provider. He is my comforter. He is my all in all. Because his loving kindness is better than life, I will lift my hands and I will praise him and I will worship him and I will give him glory. Go ahead and bring the elements. Go ahead and pass them out. We're going to take communion. Amen. This is the fifth Sunday. I almost didn't make it in the first service, but the Lord had me sing communion through the mics. Amen. As we were singing, he had me sing communion. All right. You can turn on that spa music. Just don't blast me out. All right. Amen. Amen. So as we are in an atmosphere, amen, attitude of praise and worship and glory to God. Say this, say, thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the eternal gift. Thank you for that benefit of kindness, that ultimate benefit of kindness that you have given to us. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody lift your voice. Say, thank you, Jesus. If you're in this house and you've never said, Jesus, be Lord, I want you to say it right now. Say, Jesus, be Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Lord, for shedding your blood on that cross, for taking my sin, 
for taking my punishment. I receive you as King and Lord. I'll take one of those. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for the blood, Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, right now. We honor the blood, as we were singing earlier today. We honor the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. I'm going to read something to you. I love this, and I I can't say it any better than I can read it. Now I just got to find it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But Christ came, Hebrews 9, 11, as the high priest of the good things to come with the, the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands. That is not of this creation. We saw a tent tabernacle that was made with hands in Shiloh, in Israel. And I just got all excited there because it was just, it was just, I mean, it was a copy. It's just a copy of the true, but we have the true. I just got so excited. I'm like, what in the world? This is just a copy. And they're, they're looking at this going, yay for this tabernacle. I'm like, no, no, no. The copy of the true. It's in heaven and it's in my heart. I'm the tabernacle now. I'm the tabernacle. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands. That is not of this creation. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. Everybody say, with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once and for all. Once and done for all. Having obtained eternal redemption. For the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies with the period of flesh. How much more? If that copy, if he accepted that blood of bulls and goats and heifers and ashes and all that smoky stuff, right? If he accepted that, he says, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And now he's, he is the mediator of a new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of the inheritance. We are all called unto adoption to be sons of God. But not everybody receives that call. So today say, I receive that call to become a son of God. Thank you for the blood. And so as Jesus was at the table that night, I'm going to read this to you. And I'm in the wrong I received from the Lord, which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, Paul said, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, so say this, say, Father, thank you. Jesus, thank you. He broke it, and he said this, take and eat this. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You may eat the bread. Say, Lord, thank you for your broken body for me. Now, mine does not have to be broken. You 
broke it for me. You don't break yours and I have to break mine. Say, take, eat. We eat this now in faith. And we receive the broken body of the Lord. He was broken for our transgressions. He was broken for our sins, our sicknesses. He was broken for iniquity. And now we receive that. And now we don't have to bear the punishment of pain and of iniquity. Thank you, Lord. And then, in the same manner, after supper, he took the cup, saying, verse 25, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-five. This is the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it. Do it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death and its effect for good in your life. Say, Lord, I take the cup and I thank you for your blood. Has washed every sin washed all guilt and shame not only removed not only in remission but has has totally annihilated sin and the punishment for sin in my life the handwriting of ordinances that was against me Colossians says he took it and he nailed it to the tree thank you Lord I am redeemed from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for me. I thank you, Lord. Take the juice if you haven't already. Thank you, Lord. Now lift both hands and say, Lord, you're amazing. We praise you in this house. We thank you for all the good that you've done. We thank you. We declare the works of the Lord in our own life. David said, come and see the works that he has done for me and the wondrous works to the sons of men. I'm a son of man. And I thank you that I've got wondrous works on me right now. Wondrous works are working in me right now. How awesome are your works in my life. My expectation is from you and from you alone. Glory to God. Amen. Justin. I just want to remain in an attitude of worship. I, um, I feel like the Lord, the presence of the Lord is here. If you would like to stay after for maybe 30 minutes, keep the music playing, turn the lights down, and you just want to sit in his presence and just worship, and you can stay. If you need prayer, we're going to have our altar team stand up and you can get prayer, you know, if you need an agreement for anything. The rest of you, I ask that you please leave quietly as pastors have asked. I believe that's something that the Lord has been telling them to do, that we would honor the house of God. Um, You know, we're not going to make you not talk, but like she said, the rebellious, they'll dwell in a dry land. So that's up to you. But um, we hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website 
and click the big give now button or you can text 407-955-5345 and remember our pastor's vision is this we grow christians so we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time